You made a good point earlier. It might have been before we jumped in the van about survival mode. And that's kind of what I had to talk through. And I think that that's why I got so shaky in that conversation was because I was obviously holding space for her emotions and feelings and experience. But that my experience, like I just let out the timeline since March, you know, like I was I've been in survival mode since winter. And I think that it just was a reminder and a bit of a reality check for me to go, okay, so if this actually means sitting in my car and talking on the phone, I've got to do it. Welcome to The Safe Haven. I'm your host, Amanda Lytle. The Safe Haven offers a collection of conversations about life's challenges and the pivots we make in order to keep moving forward. The Safe Haven has recently shapeshifted into a bi-weekly release with alternating bi-weekly releases of a segment called Road Trip, where Jennifer Porter and I have the kinds of chats that you'd have with a bestie on a road trip. The vibe for this one is a little bit different. I open up quite a bit this time. September usually marks a new start. Well, I didn't return to my teaching job this September, so it's been quite different. On the drive today with Jen, I open up about some challenges working from home and navigating into a quote-unquote school year without a teaching job. Jen and I talk about working from home, alone time, and setting boundaries. I also share a pretty significant story about self-abandonment, a huge conversation with a friend, and how being in survival mode since March has impacted some of my closest friendships without me really even being aware of it until just recently. Before we jump into today's drive, I wanted to remind you of how much we would love it if you could follow us on your podcast app. Leaving a rating or writing a written review helps us reach more people and show other listeners and podcasters that we're legit. Every single one helps. So if you haven't done so already, we'd be so appreciative if you did. Here we go. Hello, road trip friends. I'm Jen. And I'm Amanda. And we're two adventurous souls with a huge passion for travel and chasing the unordinary. You know those podcasts that you listen to that you feel like you're hanging out on the couch with a friend or on a long road trip chatting with your bestie? That's what we've created and we want you to come along for the ride. Sometimes it'll just be us and other times we'll pick up a friend along the way for some additional insights. In each road trip episode, we'll be sharing a variety of insights and perspectives, lessons, and memories from our lives. Sometimes we may cry, but we will laugh way more honoring every emotion that comes up authentically. That is what road trips with your besties are for. So grab a snack, pop in those earbuds, and buckle up. Amanda. Okay, I'm driving today. Okay. Yes, you need to be driving. I just feel like you need to take some time and look at the window <laughs> and like just take some time to reflect about the last, you know, couple of months. It's been a lot, Jen. I can imagine. I mean, I was actually sitting here thinking today before we started being like, September kind of always started the mark of a year, mm-hmm. like the start of the year to me, because we'd go back to school. Mm-hmm. And then when you don't go back to school anymore, you're like, oh, September's here I'm not getting the newest markers and pencil crayons for my newest space maker, (laughs) pencil case. I'm not going out and getting all these new outfits. It's like, wow, it's almost like real life slaps you across the face and you're like, here we are. Yes. And I was like, you didn't go back to school this year. (laughs) 
I as a know. Teacher. And it's so interesting that you just brought up that that's the beginning of a year because it always has been for me too, ever since school. I mean, January is a thing. Of course it is a thing. New Year's, bring it on. But the September thing just has always made so much sense. And for the last, you know, nine, 10 years that I've been teaching, the school year starts in September. So that's just such a reset for me. And yeah, so I mean, 33 years old, I retired from teaching in June after nine, 10 years. And my parents are shitting their pants. They're like, oh God, what is she doing? No pension, no benefits, no this, no that, whatever. Here we are chasing dreams. But I actually, over the last uh, last couple of weeks, I've been feeling a little bit, I, I don't know if lost is the word, but I definitely know that transitioning into a September without a steady income from teaching, like obviously I have an income from another thing, but without a steady income from teaching, and just the consistency of routine. I'm also starting the quote unquote school year working from home with my partner at home because he's injured, right? So it's a totally different September from the last nine or 10 that I've ever lived through. And it's interesting you say you're feeling lost and it's a, you know, a transition period because we go through transition periods like all the time mm-hmm. in life. It's kind of like the changing of the seasons as well. You know, mm-hmm. the season's about to change right now. And I always give myself, even when I moved back out West, I'm like, okay, you know, even though this is very familiar to me, you're still in this transition period. And it's a time where I just like give myself the time. I mean, I do have to set a bit of a boundary mm-hmm. on how much time I give myself, but it's interesting that you're navigating new routines where you used to get up in the morning and go to school. Now you're at home Mm -hmm. with your partner. You don't have that pension. You don't have that steady income from teaching. And it's more like, does it, do you feel like more motivated than you ever have? Because now you're like, okay, I need to figure out how long the money I have right now is lasting me. I need to figure out, you know, a work from home routine. Like, I don't know. I feel if I worked from home, I'd still get up, get dressed, walk around the block and then come home and start work. Mm -hmm. So I like left the house and came back. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You've made some excellent points there. And even when you just said getting up, getting dressed, going to school. Okay. Yeah. So that's one thing. But I think another thing that I've been realizing working from home and especially even having guests here that have stayed is when you're working from home, it's very difficult to, you know, air quotes here, go to work. And I'm not discounting anyone's perspectives or opinions on working from home because I know that a lot of us have even been forced into that over the last year and a half. But I think it's a completely different perspective or experience when you've never done it, right? So when going Mm -hmm. to work means leaving the house or going to a job site or going to the office, whatever it is. So that's been interesting to transition into working from home. Well, obviously, number one, two, having a partner here that isn't used to working from home and doesn't currently work from home, you know, they're off work with a back injury. But even having guests here where I've kind of put myself into a space where it's like, we're living through a global pandemic right now. I can't just go to a local coffee shop, number one, because they're so few and far between here, but also because there's no Wi-Fi at the ones that are available here. The library, it's just a completely different zone to actually leave home and just go and sit at the library with a mask on your face for a couple hours while you work. But I kind of feel like I would be able to achieve or accomplish more going to work. But I also know that my circumstances are quite different right now because I don't have that alone time to work, essentially. I totally hear you. And I feel like 
working from home is a dream of mine. Mm. But then when I started working from home because of the pandemic, I was like, oh my gosh, the Wi-Fi sucks. Like had to be on the phone with Bell, trying to be like, okay, I'm trying to work. I'm trying to do these conference calls. My technology's not working. This is throwing me off my game. You know, not being in a spot. Like I feel like I'd have to go to Indigo and spend way too much money on useless items. And fancy coffees. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, here's my Nespresso machine on my desk. But you, I feel that if I was to work from home right now, there's no way I could do it because first of all, the table and chair I'm sitting at is not ergonomically correct. So I'm uncomfortable. Now I'm distracted because I'm uncomfortable. I get it. Yeah. So we'll see. I've got the, the space, you know, my recording space for anything podcasting related. I've got my iMac and my other computer stuff set up in a space where I actually really feel comfortable. I've got Judy and Joyce, my plants on the desk, like things are dialed. The internet, same thing. That kind of stuff I have really locked in. I think it really comes down to not having a door on an office or not having a door and a window in a space where I can just go and close the door and actually like quote unquote again, go to work. And I mean, I am not harping on my partner for being home all the time. I think it's just a reality of that. I, you know, here's me experiencing this now when I know how many people were shoved into this space and this experience with kids running around conference calls with children, teaching with children, anything with children ripping around the house at all times. That's a lot. I'm just worried about another 33 year old human in the house that's like might be listening in on a conversation or might open or close a door or a beagle that might bark at some stupid object you know that it's yeah it's just a really different shift yeah and I mean also I think too with you were just saying like you've had your partner at home and I mean like nothing against him but like you're not used to spending all that Mm -hmm. time together you know what great segue JP because I'm gonna tell you about a couple things and again, this is this is nothing just about him. It's coming full circle to a huge conversation that I had with one of my ride or die best, best friends last week that really brought me back to center. So it might be a little bit all over the place, but it is going somewhere, I promise. Okay. In a nutshell, the timeline, right? Winter is long, obviously. We know that. Typically, you know, yeah. March can be super cold, super wet. It is what it is. So March was a rough month. Um, Lots of stresses going on at my job. Hit March break. March break was great. Some personal stuff was going on at the time too. So it was just extra stressful. Riley injures his back. So we've got a back injury that we're dealing with. Excellent. You know, well then you've taken everything that a fit, active, motivated 33-year-old guy can do. And it like, it's gone. It's gone. It's void. It's toast. He can't do anything that he wants to be doing everything hurts. You know, he can't work. Intimacy is pretty much off the table for weeks at this point because he's in that much pain. You know, he can't be doing the renovations around the house, everything, (laughs) literally everything. Right. So then that put us both into quite a dark place. I mean, think about it for April, May into June, we were checking out our value alignment in June really reassessing where we were at with our relationship, had some humongous conversations, again, super emotionally, mentally draining, but very necessary. That looked like a pretty, well, smoky. When I was going to say smoky, I was like, oh my gosh, the smoke in BC. 
wrecked July really for camping for us because he was starting to feel better and we were able to go out camping and thank gosh for the eye camper right with that mattress in it. It's super flat. We were actually able to do things like that because he could sleep well out adventuring, but then this, the air quality was awful. So then that took that away. I drove across the country end of July, beginning of August, spent three weeks with my family and friends, filling up my friend and family bucket, drove back across the country settled in for about a week to 10 days. My in-laws were here for eight days. Then I kind of settled back into a new normal and here we are at the end of September. So all of that to say, the last six months has not been an accurate representation. Number one of my relationship, number two of my work-life quote unquote balance, stupid word, work-life balance is such a dumb term, but whatever, you get my point. That, yeah, and then also just not an accurate representation of life because up and above all of those stresses, you put in COVID, you put in distance from family, you put in just life. It's a lot. So when you mentioned earlier, when you were talking about alone time, I had actually noted in my mind the importance of alone time to even do something as simple as make a phone call. I know some people can just shoot the shit in front of whoever and just not care so much about it. It's not like I need to be having conversations that are so private that I don't want to have them in front of another person. It's just that for my own privacy and just how I like to live my life, I like to have conversations and FaceTimes with people alone, unless they're included in the conversation. Like I wouldn't want to call mama, my grandma, my bestie, my soul sister. I wouldn't want to call her in the living room while Riley's there trying to watch a show. I mean, the house only has so many rooms or even just seclude myself into a room to talk. I don't know. It just, it feels weird. It always has. I mean, I can do it, but especially when you are going through something a little bit more rocky or stressful and you do want to have a dish style, just get it all out there conversation or to ball your eyes out because you miss your sister and her kids or because, you know, you really want to reconnect with someone that you can't talk to as often as you want to because you're not granted the time. It's so true. I'm not a like I, I get that I'm a I like to talk mm-hmm. and it's like not because it's a private conversation. I just also my attention span is yes. better when I'm not surrounded because then I'm like oh what is everybody else mm-hmm. and I'm like oh now I'm not present in the conversation I'm having. Oh yeah, we're gonna take a quick pit stop here for gas. So take a big stretch, jump around, grab something to nourish yourself with, and enjoy a quick break while we fill up. like all of these things, when you think of even what I had done with my, with my job, I actually pulled back from my job allotment from working four or five days a week to working three in January so that I would have my Mondays and Tuesdays available to work on my podcast and to expand and to grow and evolve with my business. Right. Right. So after March, I no longer have my Mondays and Tuesdays. My Mondays and Tuesdays were also my day to call my sister, check in with my grandma, mama, bestie, soul sister, that one, Yeah, you know, to call people and to shoot the shit with the people that I love the most. And then based on time differences and the fact that everyone was locked up last spring and part of the summer, a lot of the people that I wanted to talk to back in Ontario with the time difference or even in Australia, New Zealand, wherever, there were times of the day in my morning that worked out really well. Well, now I don't have those. So all of that to say back to this alone time thing was that this conversation that I had with one of my ride or die best friends last week. God love this woman. I have already, even prior to this, obviously had so much love and respect and admiration for this woman. 
a topic had come forward where she was just like, you know, she preempted the conversation and said, this has been weighing heavy on me. I've wanted to talk about this for a while. I don't know how this is going to be received, but I just really need you to hold space for how I've been feeling for the last little while. And I have felt really distant. I have felt like you haven't been there. I felt really hurt by your lack of presence in this friendship. And I know that it's really out of character for you. Obviously, I know that you've had a lot on the go. I just needed to let you know how I've been feeling because I've had a rough go for the last three months. And I just, I'm so used to having you there that when you're not there, it's it's really just, it hurts. And again, like I see and I acknowledge that you have had a lot on the go, but I miss you basically is kind of what was what it was coming down to. And, you know, some of the things that you may have said or not said or how you've responded are just so out of character. So I've been feeling some tension and I just wanted to clear the air. So of course you can imagine too, like the adrenaline pumping through my system at this point, like I'm literally shaking, not because I'm angry, number one, because I hate confrontation, but also number two is just because I have also felt so many feels in the tension in my own life, but also just with job stuff and just feeling distant because there's only so many hours in a day where you can connect with particular people. So when those are erased, what do you do? You know, you can't always be thumb punching out text messages. Voice notes, I love those, but. It, and honestly, I hate thumb punching out text messages. Like it gets to the point where I'm like, just pick up the phone and call me. I know. Or I'm just going to pick up the phone. And, and it's very interesting. I didn't used to be as big of a phone caller, even just about little things until a previous relationship where phone caller, not a texter, mm-hmm. just a phone caller. Mm-hmm. So even if it's like a hey, three minute conversation. So it's like, I'm. Yeah, I get it. Like I've been trying to connect with one of my friends back home in Ontario. I've been trying to connect with him for weeks. And it's just like, oh my gosh, has life actually got that busy mm-hmm. that we can't even like nail in a time? Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting. I find through, I don't know whether it's become through COVID times or whatever, before pandemic or after pandemic, but like this busy culture where people are like, I'm just so busy. And it's like, okay, are you busy, like productive? Or are you just stirring around in your own BS? But you know what? I think that it's a combination of both. Because I also know that occupying oneself and, you know, in a state of anxiety or stress, like that's a trauma response as well, right? Is just overloading yourself as a form of coping and keeping yourself busy. Right. So that you don't have to face reality. Right. And I mean, a lot of would have had those coping, needed those coping mechanisms through a pandemic and like having environments changed and potentially having job structure change, Mm -hmm. which may lead to financial change. Yeah. I mean, it's been a really challenging time. And I mean, I'm wanting to be like, oh, Jennifer, just be gentle. Like I'm, I'm very hard on myself, but I'm trying to say, oh, like, just be gentle on yourself. You know, like, okay. You know, you've been busy at work. You know, you've been pounding out some weddings, some events, like, training a new assistant, that, 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 but you don't need to eat three day old wedding cake for breakfast. Oh, look after yourself, Jen. <laughs> yeah. But that happened one day. I was just like, you know what? Haven't had breakfast, really hungry. And I know that there's leftover wedding cake. So I'm, I'm hooking on to that. Mm-hmm. Hooking on. You made a good point earlier. It might've been before we jumped in the van about survival mode. And that's kind of what I had to talk through. And I think that that's why I got so shaky in that conversation was because I was obviously holding space for her emotions and feelings and experience, but that my experience, like I just 
let out the timeline since March, you know, like I was, I've been in survival mode since winter. Yeah. And I think that it just was a reminder and a bit of a reality check for me to go, okay, so if this actually means sitting in my car and talking on the phone, I've got to do it. If that means changing schedules and canceling calls and stuff to make conversations with those people that I do love and miss so much a priority, then it has to happen. I can't just keep using a lack of space as an excuse because I've really neglected some of these friendships and connections that mean the most to me. But that's survival mode, like you said. Yeah. And I mean, it like, it's funny for, I always know when my life is hectic or chaotic because my apartment is hectic Mm -hmm. or chaotic. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because there's been times where I'll come home and you can see the trail. The shoes are at the door, like, and you can see this trail of entering and exiting my apartment and you know, or not, you know, I know that I'm like, wow, Mm -hmm. I am literally leaving here and I come back here, eat something, Mm -hmm. nothing nourishing at this point. And I go to bed and I wake up and do it the next day. And it's just like, so like I'm mentally and physically drained where I couldn't even envision going for a 10 minute walk, even though I know it would do me really good. It's just like, mm-hmm. I'll hit the snooze, but I am an event slash wedding planner and it is go, go, go. You make hay when the sun shines and then it all mellows back out. Like I'm coming off a busy couple of weeks and then I'm like, okay, great structure comes back to your life, self-care, alone time, scheduling those things. And you're like, okay, this was only temporary. Mm. No, I get that. But I've even intentionally that when you said about scheduling earlier, you said scheduling is so important to schedule in self-care, to schedule off of something else. Because Mm -hmm. this huge reset that I've even had has made me more aware of the fact that from March, I was like, Amanda, just make it to the end of the school year, make it to June, nail the report cards. You've got this. Well, into June, I was like, just make it to July. And then July was like, make it to September. And now in September, I'm like, make it to October. When does it end? Although I will say that I think that it is actually slowing down because I've intentionally not booked recordings because I've just had so many different recordings that I've been able to accumulate enough content to release for a couple months, which is amazing which means that besides hanging out with you in the van, I'm not scheduling recordings for November and December intentionally so that I can read a book, so that I can go on extra walks, so that I can chill the F out. And I'm excited about it. Yes. I'm actually so excited for winter because it's going to start raining. And when you wake up in the morning and you hear the rain outside, Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, this is a day where I don't even have to leave this house. (laughs) I can read a book. I can, I don't know, maybe I'll decide to do something really wild like cook or bake. (laughs) Because for those listening, (laughs) I'm not the best in the kitchen. I should put on a dating profile. Like I'm not a Susie homemaker. Like if you're looking for some like wife to like make you dinner. No, 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 no. Not me. Wrong girl. Yeah. I'm not really good at those sort of things. Like I'm actually looking for somebody to cook for me. (laughs) You'll find them. Maybe do the grocery shopping, the laundry. Yeah. Like I also feel like I've taken care of myself for 36. No, I am 33. (laughs) I've taken care of myself for 33 years. Like 
somebody else's turn now. Oh my gosh, Jen. I always forget how old I am. That's so good. Yeah. But um, no, I was, so I had one of my epic baths last mm-hmm. night, but I'd run out of Epsom salts. And I was like, there's no way that I don't have Epsom salts. Like I've got to have some sort of stash somewhere that I've taken from some hotel or something. <laughs> so I pulled the bathroom apart. As I was rummaging around for the Epsom salts underneath my sink last night, I found all these face masks I have. And I was like, when was the last time I did a face mask? So you know what's going to get added to the epic bath time now. Mask time. Yes. (laughs) This mask thing, I've never done one, to be real. I've never done one. Oh, well, besides like the pasty stuff that you put on your face, but like I'm talking about the ones that you pull out and you feel like Mrs. Doubtfire, like the ones that you like stick on your face like a big sticker. (laughs) Like those ones? Love those. Yeah. Okay. So I've never done one of those, but they look hilarious. I've seen them in movies and TikToks and whatever. So when they put them on their faces, okay, I get it. But one of my besties, Jess Lee, sent me this roll-on. It's like, not a roll-on. It's a roller, like a jade roller, but it's rose quartz. It's a rose quartz roller with the thingy that's like for lymph, whatever, drainage stuff, face massage. And it's so nice. And do you put it in the fridge before you use it? I did not put it in the fridge until I went to see you and you clue it because then I opened it and I was like, what a clever idea to put it in the fridge. Right? Oh, it's so smart. Okay. Well, I have a surprise for you tonight. When we stop, I mean, we are staying at like a roadside motel, but I have a whole bag in the back full of at-home spa things that we can do. on the road. No way. And I have the jade roller in the cooler in the back. So I've got face masks, foot soaks, and I got this new coconut body oil that we can add our own essential oils to so we can have our own scent. I love this. So look out Motel 8 or Super 8 or Motel 6, (laughs) whatever you're called. Maybe it's the comfort in. I forget. But we're pulling over right up here and we're getting to this at-home spa experience. I cannot get over the image of you sitting in the back seat of the vehicle or like the middle row seat of this van and me cranking the passenger seat back and you like jade rolling my face. (laughs) I could do that. I could drive with one hand and I could roll your face. Okay. With the jade roller. Well, I'm so glad that we've arrived because I am looking forward to this. You are so thoughtful. Thank you so much for including that in the bag tonight. And because oh. we always talk about my epic bath time. Yeah. I brought the ingredients for you to have an epic bath time. Is there pizza? No, but we can call ring a wing and get wings and pizza. Because <laughs> there's I'm into this. And cheese. <laughs> We're doing this. We're doing this. I'm so ready, Jen. Thank you. This is so fun. I guess, you know what? We've made it. We have made it. Oh my gosh. Well, aren't we happy that our people are with us? Like, thank you friends for keeping us company. We so appreciate you coming along for the ride. Please make sure that you take a big stretch, try a face mask and nourish yourselves today. If you had a nice trip with us today, be sure to follow us on your podcast app and jump back in next week. Tell your friends about all the fun we have and they'll also fit in the van with us for our next (laughs) on the road spa experience. We'll gas up, grab foot soaks and continue down the open road next week. (laughs) Namaste.